from the Ticats Audio Network. This is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Yes, and welcome to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. That's me, and I'm joined every week by Orlando Steinauer, Hamilton's head coach, the Hamilton head coach whose team has won the last two games by a spread of a total of 45 points, whose starting quarterback is the CFL performer of the week. Coach, what's it feel like? Well, winning always feels good, Luke. You know that. Um, and really proud of our guys. Uh, you know, it's easy to look at records, but you don't play records. You play teams. And uh, every team puts together a game plan to beat you. And, you know, we went uh, out last week and, I, you know, we went out there a little bit shorthanded and, and battled some adversity and injuries. So, uh, definitely felt good, but we've actually, uh, you know, that's currently in the rearview mirror and, and we're, we're moving forward. Things did look uh, just a little bit different last week. They looked different in Ottawa as well. What do you account for that? What's what's changed about this team the last two games? Well, I think there's a lot of things that go in as far as just the, the tangible stuff of actual playing. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, you, the most important position on the field, we're getting efficient play there uh, at quarterback. I feel like Jeremiah is um, – he's – probably as close to as healthy he's going to get. I feel like we've protected a little bit better. Um, obviously, we ran the ball extremely well uh, in Edmonton, and I thought we ran it, you know, uh, a, a good amount in, in Ottawa and, and kept things off balance. Uh, I think the defense was able to take the ball away against Ottawa. We did not take it away uh, in Edmonton, but we didn't let them sustain drives. Um, special teams has been solid. We haven't turned the ball over. I think it's real simple formula. You know, if, you, if you're not going to take it away, you, you definitely can't turn it over. And uh, so I think that I could, there's a laundry list of things that happen, um, but it is one game. You only get two points for, for each one. And so we're, we're looking forward to this week's game uh, against BC. One of the things that obviously stood out about last week's game, the, uh, there was 28 penalties in the game in total, uh, 15 against the Ticats. Uh, is it something that is coach? Do you say think something about it? What's the message there? Oh, yeah, there's a strong message. We coach penalty-free football all the time. That part of the game was extremely disappointing. Um, you know, some of them are technical and some of them are definitely controllable and uh, preventable. And, you know, if we hope to get where we need to go, then, you know, you're leaving it up to chance when you when you take that amount of penalties. Uh so, yeah, definitely not not proud of that, but I definitely love to coach off of off of a win versus those being the reason for the loss. But there's no doubt that, you know, having played this game long enough and coached in it, that it, you don't always come out on the right side of those when you uh, take that many penalties. Mm. So I know you're coming from the defensive side of the ball, but you're in charge of the whole show now. So I got to ask you some some offensive questions because my my head was just spinning during during as I called this last game. And as I looked afterward, the average yards per attempt for passing for the Hamilton offense was 15 average per completion was over 20. I mean, that's unusual. And we haven't seen that in the, in the games leading up to, uh, to this point in the season. What do you, what do you account for that? What can you speak to Tommy Condell's play calling at all? Well, I think each week the game, plan is based off of what the other team is doing and you know 
And then also you have to be able to make that adjustment in game. Like oftentimes there's the plan after the plan. Uh, I think running the ball effectively uh, changed a few of their calls and kept them off balance, which allowed us to throw the ball down the field uh, maybe more early on than, than we may have planned. Um, sometimes they forced our hand, you know, when we knew we were going to get man to man. Sometimes you got to put it out there for your receivers to make plays. And I feel like, you know, when they did challenge us in that way, uh, we had the green light. Tommy did a great job of uh, enabling, you know, Jeremiah and obviously the offense to go ahead and go for it. You know, um, it's always about the player's execution, but you got to give them the opportunity. So I think there's a lot of things that, that contributed to it. Um, but th- there was no, you know, plan to say that, you know, 75% of our plays are going to be X number of yards or greater. Uh, you know, you were part of some of those offenses where it just clicked and you, you know, you, we go to the critical stats after the game and, you know, we're near double digits and explosion that just kind of seemed like the theme of 19. Um, and so, you know, when you're hot like that, you kind of got to try people and, and see where it's at. But, you, and, you know, it's, it's hard to make a living off of just that. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the turnovers earlier because Tommy Condell is so, so uh, we preach, you guys preach that toxic ratio. And that yes. is such a telling stat in football because it just doesn't account for turnovers. It's the combination of turnovers and explosive plays. And so we're, where in, in a week where you're not able to take the ball away, you at least protect the ball, like you said, and then you got explosive plays and you win that toxic ratio regardless or in a new way, or you do what you have to do to win that ratio. Very impressive. Uh, Speedy B unable to finish the game. Uh, um, Braylon Addison, of course, is, is struggling with, uh, with health issues as well, but you have a whole crew of young receivers who continue to make plays. And then a new one pops onto the scene. Turnowski gets a, gets a, a, a huge arrow route across the field there. Can you speak to that room or just the, the energy with the young uh, receiving core? Well, they were a work in progress from the beginning. And, you know, when you show them previous clips of how it's been done, of course, you know, they're looking at you run routes. They're looking at Speedy. They're looking at Braylon Addison. They're looking at a lot of experience. Uh, and and it just doesn't happen like that. Right. Um, and so they had a lot to, you know, a lot to absorb, you know, and then when you're in those situations, they necessarily weren't getting the reps uh, that you would, that you would need to really, you know, climb the ladder quicker, if you will. Yeah. So, but that never diminished them. They just came to work every day, learned, absorbed, um, you know, took the, the, the hard coaching and then brought their skill set. I mean, they're skilled uh, they can run, they're quick, um, they're tough. Uh, they catch the football, uh, they just, you know, you can't speed or slow, you can't speed up or slow down time. And, and that's just what they need. That's experience to get out there on game day. And, and, you know, and, you know, it can even include, you know, Poppy White in there who hasn't been activated for a while. So the energy is outstanding. You know, Tommy and Jared have done a great job with them and they've been thrust into action, but they've responded. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an impressive show from guys who don't always get their names called and people guys who are making making plays the uh we talked about jeremiah i mean he is in my mind playing at the could have been would have been mop in status in 2019 that he had he had left the, the game as and he seems to be back to that in a quick exchange i had with him he brought he brought to my attention tommy condell 
and the way he's performing and his offensive line. And he's saying right now he's got a group of guys in front of him who are taking care of their business. It's showing up in the sacks, uh, sacks for sacks against. Can you speak to that, uh, that position group as well? Yeah, I think, it, you know, if there's a group that needs to gel, it's, it's the offensive line, you know, and that's just, uh, that's not a secret. And it's hard to gel when you've got different faces in there. It, it just is. As much as you think it's individual, you know that the person working you're working next to uh, is extremely important. And so when you can keep the, the continuity there, it gives you the best chance. And, it, and uh, you know, we finally settled in on a call it a group of seven or eight that we feel like can get it done. And more importantly, thinking that they can get it done and having them executed are two different things. And I think that they have stepped up. And I think, you know, Mike Gibson deserves a lot of credit along with, of course, you know, the offensive staff. But I think these guys have taken it to heart and and know that uh, to give ourselves the best opportunity is to keep our quarterback upright as often as possible and not running for his life. And, um Hey, I can't I can't say enough about the job. And it's really the perseverance that they've had because they've it's no fun. Like it's no fun for them when things don't go well. Right. And they take it personal. And and we have a long way to go and we're not resting on anything. We're not being complacent. And uh, so we think our best football is still ahead of us. The Ticats this year, I believe it's eight games. The Ticats have scored the first point of the game. And not including Edmonton, the single Edmonton got the single uh, right. uh, first, which started that off. So, uh, but at the end of the first quarter, it was one to fourteen, uh, Ticats favor. What about this team has made starting so well part of their mo? Well, you don't know what every every game is going to be a little bit different, but we do practice that. You know how we start practice every day, you know, and it's it's with the offense backed up and and coming out, and we're going to move the ball regardless down the field. And, you know, you'd like to think that you get a little bit of benefit from that. And, and also, you know, just emphasis of a couple of first downs, that's how it always starts. You know, it's, it's very rare that you just drop back and throw a bomb and, and you get a touchdown. It's usually a somewhat of a sustained drive somewhere between four and eight plays at, you know, at least. So, you know, to sit here and say, well, this is what it is. I'd, I'd be lying to you, but I do know that, you know, <laughs> you know that if, if you want an opportunity to contribute, you got to stay on the field. And, you know, that's, that comes from within that's mm-hmm. those are, that comes from players that are self starters. It comes from execution and, and not taking, you know, penalties to put us, you know, behind, i.e., you know, being offside. So it's first and 15 or, or those type of things. So I think we've done a good job early in the game of, of, of not, uh, you know, not putting ourselves in, in less advantageous situations. The uh, every tight cats practice starts off with the offensive drive uh, down the field after warm up. Every practice ends with, and we say it in the broadcast every week, the best play in football with it, with uh, uh, taking a knee to end the game when you have the lead. Loved that. Love your mentality uh, in that in that habit that the team has, and we uh, and I love calling it in the game as well when I'm in the booth. The uh, yeah. Finally, coach the BC Lions mm-hmm. coming out of the game in Toronto. Uh, either team had many chances to win that game that could have gone either way many times. Uh, now uh, it is must, must, must win for the lions, but they are coming off five losses. What do you, what is that? What's the, what's going on with this team and how, what's your plan this week for the BC lions? 
Well, I'm always very, very cautious about talking about other people's football teams and whatnot, but obviously you have to look at them and, and prepare uh, for, you know, for victory. And, you know, they, they obviously played well enough to win last week. The scoreboard didn't reflect that. I would say that uh, they've been in other games, maybe not that tight, but there's been opportunities where things just haven't went their way. Um, they're going to put all that behind them. I, I've been around uh, Rick Campbell coach teams long enough to know that one thing they will be is prepared and they are going to put the pass behind them. And that's just for me looking at his football teams from afar uh, over the years and, and even watching him coach coach defense. So um, this is going to be a playoff playoff type game. That's that's yeah. the bottom line. And and uh, anytime somebody's backs are against the wall like that, uh, you, you better expect their best. Uh, with that being said, you know, w- we will spend a, a good amount of time focusing on BC and what they might do. But the majority of our focus, as you know, from being around me, will be on ourselves and our execution and turning up the thermostat and raising the temperature and the standards that we need to to accomplish our goals. So that's been the focus, but we'll always prepare, you know, and respect our opponent. But at the end of the day, uh, the majority of our time will be will be on ourselves and where we can get better. Great. Coach, as always, really appreciate your time and your insight. Keep uh, keep climbing the mountain towards uh, what will be the a, a great finish to the season here. Yes. Looking forward to our talks for uh, in the weeks to come. This week, we'll see you up in Hamilton again for the BC Lions at Tim Hortons Field. Thanks, Coach. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. We'll see you next week. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Like, subscribe, and find out what Coach is thinking every Tuesday.